You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, hello. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Show. My name is Ian Anderson Gray, and this is a special episode. Uh, the next few weeks, we're going to be having some special episodes as we work towards episode 200. And it's also going to be the fourth anniversary of this show in May, I think. Yeah, May. I had to think about that. So what I thought I would do is look over the past 200 episodes, past 199 episodes, and basically get the best bits uh, and actually have a bit of fun and look what how awful was I right at the start. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I'm actually going to go back to episode one, which was the first ever episode, um, see how bad it was. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll have to we'll look at it together. And then episode seven is when I had my first guest, Jeff C. And we're going to bring out some nuggets from that. So yeah, this is not actually broadcasting as a live show. I'm pre-recording this. Just thought I'd try something new so I can play those uh, pre-recorded videos as well. Um, so that's going to be for the next uh, few episodes. We're going to have some fun with that. And of course, if you have not subscribed, if you have not followed this podcast, I'd love it if you could. If you go to iag.me forward slash podcast, iag.me forward slash podcast. Well, today's episode is sponsored by my good friends at Adobe, Adobe Express. And I have used Adobe products for many, many years. I've used Adobe Photoshop, um, Flash in the old days. I've also used uh, Audition, Adobe Audition a lot. But the great thing about Adobe Express is it's really simple to use. It's great to collaborate with people. Adobe Express is a simplified version of their cloud on the web, um, but it's so much more than that. And probably the best thing for me to do is to go through it. And you can find out more by going to express.adobe.com. In fact, actually, I should give you my affiliate link for this, which is iag.me forward slash Adobe Express, iag.me forward slash Adobe Express. And I'm logged in at the moment. And the great thing about this is you can create uh, social media images, any kind of visual content really, really easily. So I could create a, a like a Facebook post or uh, an Instagram uh, image or story. They've got so many different things there. I can see Facebook covers, posters, wallpapers, presentation graphics as well. And I can filter by particular topics. Uh, now, the cool thing about this, if I go back uh, to the main screen, I can create templates. And I've got libraries here uh, that I've already created. So if I click on my CLMP uh, template uh, and create a new template from that. So this CLMP stands for Confident Live Marketing Podcast. And, and now I've got on the screen, I've got uh, a quote uh, template. So I can then go through this, just update it and do this very, very easily, which is absolutely awesome. Now, the thing that a lot of people don't realize that Adobe Express has built into it, if I go back to the main screen, is it actually has a scheduling tool built in. This used to be Content Cal, which is a really amazing uh, scheduling social media management tool. And this is awesome. So I can now schedule to Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. And if I get to the setup, I can see, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. Um, and I can just click on the calendar and create a new post and schedule it to all of that content. And of course, I can get that media either from my desktop 
or um, this also works on iOS and Android devices as well. Or I can take it from my library. So I can see I've got uh, an image here that says five hidden features of Adobe Express. So maybe say I want to post that to Twitter or to Instagram or LinkedIn. So I can add that to the post. I can then add my text. So this is the most amazing article in the world. Not the greatest tweet, but uh, I can then put that out uh, to Twitter and LinkedIn. I can preview it, see what it looks like on Twitter and LinkedIn. That looks pretty cool. And I can schedule it at a particular time or I can set it up as a draft. And if I'm working in a team, that can be really, really cool. Um, what else can I do? The other thing that I really like are the quick action tools. So I can remove backgrounds from images. I can resize images. I can convert videos to MP4s. I can trim them, change the speed. It's got a PDF, uh, loads of PDF tools in there. So I can edit my PDFs online on, in Adobe Express. You've also got all the fonts to work from as well. Adobe fonts within all the images and the PDFs as well. You've got QR codes. There's so much that you can do with this. And Adobe Express has got a really generous plan, free plan, I should say, a generous free plan. But the paid plan is really very, very reasonable as well. And that gives you access to everything pretty much within Adobe Express. So check out Adobe Express if you go to iag.me forward slash Adobe Express. It's what I use for all my creative content now. I really love it. And uh, you should definitely check it out. Okay. Well, the other thing that I've been working on, uh, and if you're watching this, I'll explain to you if you're listening to the podcast, but I've got a different background. I've got now, uh, I've got a storage unit behind me. I'm going to be uh, putting lots of stuff on, on there. Just, um, I mean, I've got my, you might not be able to see it, but I've got my ZX Spectrum. Where am I going? I'm going that way. There we go. I've got my old ZX Spectrum computer. I've got a microphone. I've got some headphones. I'm going to put some lights there just to add a little bit of personality into that. So I'm looking forward to that. That's part of my uh, decluttering and organizatory thing that I'm doing. I'm working with a declutterer. Uh, you might have remembered if you're listening to this podcast for a while, I interviewed uh, Leslie Spillman uh, from the Clutter Fairy and uh, the Declutter Hub, and uh, her team is helping me with that, which is amazing. So a little bit more about that in the future. But I want to go back to episode one of this podcast. And I think it, this is really important. When we first start creating any kind of content, whether it's video, uh, live video, uh, blogs, or anything like that, you've got to start somewhere, and it's never going to be amazing. And I want to share with you how I started. I procrastinated like mad. I struggled uh, with lots of different things. Uh, and here is the opening of episode one. Let's go and have a look and see how bad or how, well, maybe not. it's not that bad. Let's have a look. Hello, it's Ian Anderson Gray here. This is the first ever episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. And I'm really excited, really excited because this has taken such a long time in coming. And that is really what I want to talk about in this episode. This has taken at least a year, probably more that it more like two or three years in my head to get to this point. And I want to share some thoughts with you today. Uh, I'm, I'm good to be sharing with you really what the point of this episode, the point of this podcast is, and uh, whom I, I feel 
my audiences and, and how I can help you. So that's what this podcast is all about. But it's also about my procrastination and my journey to get to this point. And I hope from this, you can learn a lot and, and uh, learn from my mistakes, but also learn from my, my journey. So what is this show about? And why is it a podcast? Well, I've written some notes here and uh, this is part of it. This is really my plan. And I'm going to read out part of my plan. And uh, I'm going to be sharing this with you as well. Um, I wrote this probably about a year ago. and It's taken all this time. So the Confident Live Marketing podcast and show uh, is aimed at established entrepreneurs who want to level up their impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. But it could also be through webinars, podcasts or, or public speaking. I think the key here is... Okay, I'll, I'm going to leave it there for, for that little bit. That was just the, the intro, the first part of episode one. <clears throat> and yeah, it's a little bit excruciating watching that. The uh, <laughs> But the fact of the matter is I started and... I think I've been pretty consistent with what I've been trying to do uh, with this podcast. Is I'm wanting to share my journey, my ups and downs. Now, I want to do more of that. I want to be a bit more open and honest about my struggles and, and how I'm going to improve. But I can, I can already see, and this is why it's so important to look back at your earlier stuff, I can already see very much how I've improved. I'm a lot more confident in front of the camera now, I think. I could, I, I can sense my nervousness with my first ever episode. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how this was going to go. Uh, and I had a lot of tech going on. And I'm going to share with you some of the, the tech hurdles that I went through. And, and I really didn't make it easy for myself. Um, so it's very easy to look back negatively and to look at that. But I get, I started and right from the start, I had a good listenership and and... A lot of people have listened and watched right from the start, and they're still doing that today. And if you're one of them, I really, really value you. I value you, and I, I thank you so much for for watching you uh, watching this show. I'm stumbling over my words already. Um, thank you, because it makes such a difference. That's what I want to do. I want to help my audience. I want to support you. So let me know. Do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Let's talk about the tech, though, because sometimes I think we can overcomplicate the tech. Now, the good thing is, these days, the tech for live video or any kind of content creation is a lot easier. You don't need lots and lots of tech going on. But back in those days, we're talking in May 2019, April 2019, when I recorded this, it was a lot more difficult to do the kind of stuff that we're doing today. For example, multi-streaming. At the time, LinkedIn Live had only just come out. I was one of the, well, amongst a group, a small group of people in the world who had been given access to it. And so I felt that I needed to use it. At the time, there were only two or three tools that had access to it. So I couldn't use Ecamm Live or um, I might, no, I, could, I don't think I could even use StreamYard at the time. It was only Wirecast, Social Live, and another tool, which I've forgotten. So I had to had to kind of juggle lots of different things to going together. These days, it's so much easier. And if you have a message that you want to share with your audience, keep it simple. Start simple. Start with a simple tool. You don't need that much. But um, yeah, jo jo Joanne Sweeney asked me the question, tell me about your tech. And here was my answer. 
back in May 2019. Joanne is saying, how many devices are you operating? <laughs> I get a little bit of the tech out of the way because this is not going to be a tech-focused episode. I will be sharing some tech in some forthcoming episodes. But just since you asked, Joanne, I am live streaming this to Facebook via Ecamm, Ecamm Live on my Mac. I've got two screens. So on over here on my left, which you can't see, I've got Audition running and I must remember... This is really important to press record because I obviously need to record the audio really well using Audition. And I'm also able to uh, record the music, uh, such as the music on, on that I was bringing in before. Uh, if I have any guests, I can also bring them in on different tracks. So that's going to be really, really cool. Uh, I've got my Heil PR40 here, which is plugged into... We are getting geeky here. It's called a DBX286S. It's a pre-processor. So what that does is it just adds some extra audio, not effects, but it basically makes my voice sound a little bit better. Uh, and I'm plugging that into my computer using a Zoom H4n Pro. Uh, I've got my Steam Deck here. But I think you're, you're, the main reason for you asking, I think, so I'm, I'm going live from Ecamm to Facebook Live. And then over here, I've got my PC Dell laptop, which is, is, is coming up to 10, no, it's coming up to nine years old over here. And that is running Wirecast. I'm, <laughs> you did ask this. So basically, of, of, from Ecamm, uh, you can stream over the network using a technology called NDI. And that's picking up on the Wirecast. And that is broadcasting to LinkedIn Live. Because at the moment, you can only broadcast to LinkedIn Live using one of three tools. That is, uh, let me get this right, Wirecast, which is what I'm using, uh, Switcher Studio, which is great for mobile um, if you're on iOS devices. And then the final one is uh, uh, Social Live. Social Live. So there we go. Wow. Okay. I remember those days. I was thinking, how do I broadcast to Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn all at the same time? And the only way to do it was, well, I could have used Wirecast. Uh, and the thing about Wirecast, Wirecast is a great tool, but you need to have a pretty powerful computer and powerful internet speed as well. I don't think I would have been able to have had the, the amount of bandwidth to broadcast out to all those different channels at the same time. And actually, to be honest, I really wanted to use Ecamm Live. Ecamm Live was my favorite tool, still is. And, and so I, I wanted to do all of that. But I had to juggle it because LinkedIn Live was only available to all of those things. And all the technology, for example, the reason I, I was using Adobe Audition at the same time was because there was no way to split my audio and my guest's audio uh, which I think is important for podcasts because if I have a coughing fit halfway through, I want to be able to uh, edit that bit out. But these days, with tools like uh, Riverside FM or Ecamm Live, you can record those separately, the, the, the video and the audio separately. And I don't need any extra tools to be able to do that. So that is really cool. Um, I still do use Adobe Audition, but I use a tool called Descript as well, which does most of the editing. And then I put that into Adobe Audition right at the end. And then the other thing was the some of the gear that I'm using. I'm still using my high PR40, but I'm no longer using that DBX286S because to be honest, I think it was it was great, but it was actually quite complicated to use. What I use now is the Rodecaster Pro. I have the Rodecaster Pro 2, and that's a lot easier. Just does what I want. I just I don't even need to think about it. It just works. And so I think the moral of the story is 
just keep this tech simple. And I didn't do that, partly because that's part of that. That's kind of the show. It's me fiddling, fiddling around with stuff, messing around and having fun. But I did not do myself any favors back in those days. So that's the tech out of the way. Um, the other thing that I was sharing in my first episode was a little bit about my background. And the last three and a bit years has been very much a mindset journey for me. It's very much me learning to be more confident in my abilities and in myself um, to to give to my audience, to um, share my knowledge, and to hopefully for you to know that if you're struggling, you're not alone. We all are. Just no matter how successful or not successful you are, we're all struggling with something, I think. And so I have, uh, so I, my background is I, I trained as a professional singer. I fell into the marketing world. And so there's definitely been an element of imposter syndrome. Thankfully, in the last year or so, that imposter syndrome has dissipated a little bit. I'm not going to say it's gone completely, but it's it's uh, definitely a lot better. I've worked a lot with my mindset. I'm working, hopefully going to be working with a coach this year as well. So we're all on a journey, but let's go back to 2019 me. And uh, I'll let my, my previous self explain a little bit more about how I get into all of this mad world. So just a little bit about me. So I said before that I trained as a musician. When I was at school, I really struggled knowing what to do. I suppose I struggled with my identity. And I wasn't sure whether to go down the science route, because I loved science. I still love science, or the technology. Or do I go down the performance route? And my my mum was an opera singer. So there's definitely some music in the family. But I, when it came to choosing where I was going to go, I ended up going to university to do music. And, and then I went to the Royal Northern College of Music here in Manchester in the UK to train as a professional classical singer. Shortly after I left, I set up a web agency with my dad. Um, I was very much involved with, with technology and building websites. And so it seemed a good idea to build websites for my fellow musicians. Skip forward quite a few years and I wanted to create a blog. So I created a blog with my, with my initials IAG.me and that really changed everything for me. I started writing blog posts about social media and technology, which really interested me. And I ended up being asked to speak at conferences, particularly the big one for me was a conference in Manchester called the Big Social Media Conference. And we had uh, some amazing people like Mary Smith and Melanie Dodaro uh, come to that. And it was also where I met my partner in crime, Julia Bramble there. And that was amazing. And that same year, I think I've got this right, or it could have been the year after, I'll have to check my dates. I was asked to speak at Social Media Marketing World for the first time, which is the biggest social media conference in the world. That changed everything again for me, but I did really suffer with imposter syndrome. And we're going to do a whole episode on imposter syndrome in the future. But a lot of people believed in me at the time. I didn't believe in myself, but people believed in me. And that kept me going and going and going until the next thing that happened, which was three years ago. Everyone seems to have access to Facebook Live, but I didn't. So I ended up doing some research and I wrote an article on how to broadcast to Facebook Live from your computer. And that article has had over 5 million page views since that. It allowed me to launch my first course. And I'm now speaking around the world about live video. But it was the most important thing really here was 
an epiphany moment for me, which is where I felt suddenly that all those little parts of my life converged into this new sub-brand, Confident Live. Because I had that background in performance, that background in teaching. I've been teaching singing and and other types of, of things over the years. And also my love of technology and all of them merge with Confident Live. And also wanting to help people build their confidence and get through those barriers that are holding them back. So that's a little bit about me. I'll be sharing some more about my story uh, over the coming few weeks and episodes. Well, there you go. That's interesting. <laughs> Going back to that. I, you know, I don't think I did too badly. I, I can definitely tell I was a little bit nervous and yeah, okay, my background wasn't great and my lighting. But do you know what? Getting started matters. It just, you don't need to have the perfect tech. Um, and it's also interesting because back in those days, this is pre-me knowing, pre-me uh, finding out that I had ADHD. And so I think the the realisation that ADHD very much contributes to things like imposter syndrome and lacking in confidence, uh, that's been a big game changer for me and given me so much more confidence. And not just that, just the, the tools to be able to, to work with that. So we all have various issues. You may not have ADHD, but there'll be something in maybe that happened in your childhood or it, some kind of thing that contributes to you being the way you are. We all struggle with confidence to a certain degree. It's just some of us are better at hiding it or pushing through it. And so that's what this show, a lot of what this show is about. And, and that's what I want to, to do. So yeah, let's let's have a look at my the next one, which is the next little clip I want to share with you, which is a little bit more about why it took so long. And, and my aim here is that if you are procrastinating with creating some kind of content, then you need to you need to find ways to to help. And I'm in this, I'm I'm hopefully going to share with you how I pushed through that and how, and also why it took so long. So yeah, let's let's have a look at that right now. So why did it take such a long time for me to get around to doing this? Why this podcast almost never happened. And it is true. I came up with the idea about a year ago, I was speaking with my friends, Mike and Isabella and asking them if they could help me with the music at the beginning of the podcast. And I've just checked the emails. It was it was about a year ago. And I've been talking with them for ages. And I hope you agree, they did an amazing job with the intro music. So part of the issue is, for me, procrastination. But if we dig a little bit deeper in that. I wonder whether you suffer from procrastination. But part of that is maybe, if I'm being totally honest, a lack of self-confidence and the ability that I have to compare myself with others and overcomplicate overcomplication and a bit of imposter syndrome, all of those mixed together. I wonder whether you suffer from those things because those things have been holding me back and not believing in the gifts that I have to share with the world when it comes to live video. The thing that's kept me going is the knowledge that my friends out there have believed in me. And that has kept me going. That is why I'm here today. And I, I encourage you, if you are not in a mastermind group, if you do not have people around you who are the encouragers, you need to find those people. Because otherwise, you may not be fulfilling your full potential. 
So those traits, comparison syndrome, overcomplication, imposter syndrome, those are all what I call live video syndromes. They are things that we can all suffer from and they can all hold us back. But I want to put those behind me and create content that is really going to help you move forwards in your business. Well, the thing that really helped me was putting together this planning document, planning it, putting a plan in place, knowing my why. Why was I going going to go through all this pain of creating this content, going live, which, to be frank, live was scary for me. It really wasn't something I felt comfortable in doing. But I've always felt, or I, I felt very early on that live was going to be this my savior in a way, because although it was scary, it was a way of getting stuff done. It's like this perfect antidote to uh, perfectionism, uh, because I was trying to make everything perfect. So that really, really helped. That really helped me push forwards and create that content. And I'm so glad I did. And I hope you feel that too. Let's fast forward on to episode seven. And by the way, I did edit that a little bit because I thought it would be a bit excruciating if with if you had to cope with all the ums and the ers and the, the, the all that kind of stuff. But you can go back and watch the original if you want. Anyway, episode seven is when I had my first guest. So I did six whole episodes with just me. And that's not something I would recommend that everyone does. In those days, actually, it was it was easier to do it on my own. The technology to bring in guests was a bit difficult. You had to use things like Skype or, you know, other tools. StreamYard, I think, it, oh, I don't know whether it was around. It was probably just about around in those days, but it was a lot more difficult to do that. And so I, I did it that way. But it is a lot more difficult because you're talking on your own. So it was great to bring in my good friend, Jeff. Uh, we've known each other for quite a long time. And, and in this little snippet here, we talk about how we met and the good old days of Google+. So just before we started recording the podcast, we were kind of reminiscing a little bit on how we first met. Uh, you know, have you got any thoughts on that? We, we mentioned Google+, Plus of all things. Yeah, yeah. It's gone now, but that was the place mm. to be. And so I, I probably cut my teeth there. I remember making my first comment on Google Plus and somebody responding, and I'm like, oh my, because I was never one of those who back in the day did like bulletin boards or, com you know, I was very uh, much a lurker. And I remember getting on there, and then um, I got it was kind of the Wild West days back then. I got in with some really great people like you and Peg Fitzpatrick, Mike Alton, Rebecca Radis, and some of those are are big names now in the industry. And live video was taking off. People were doing these Google Plus Hangout shows, and it was this was I mean this was way before Facebook. I mean to be honest, I think Google really dropped the ball <laughs> because they had all this stuff way before Facebook uh, had it. Um, we were doing shows. Um, I remember actually I went. Um, with uh, a guy named Ronnie Bincer, and we went to South by Southwest, and we got to interview Guy Kawasaki, and we were doing it on a mobile phone, which was unheard of with live video before. We had this stuff duct taped to a big boom pole with like uh, old speakers hooked up so people could hear back in, in the Google Plus thing, and it was just this jury rig thing, but we were like one of the first ever to do live mobile video using a mobile phone, and we did it at South by Southwest and got to interview Guy Kawasaki, so it was like the Wild West kind of days back then, but that's what you and I both kind of cut our teeth on, is <laughs> was Google Plus and the live video back then. Yeah, those were the days. It was fun, and I think it's a case of these days finding a community of people. Community is so important. So one of the communities that I'm a 
big fan of at the moment is Mark Schaefer's Rise community. And it's just a group of really smart marketers where it's a safe space to be able to share struggles, but also to share really cool ideas and, and to be at the forefront of where where marketing is going. And, and so actually, just a few weeks ago, I did my first ever talk in the metaverse. It was a five minute talk on uh, live video, but in the metaverse. And it was so cool. I'll share a little bit more about that. But it's finding those communities. And back then it was Google+. That's how I got to know people like uh, Jeff a lot better. Um, but it's also when I did my first kind of live video as well with the Google Hangouts on air. So yeah, find find those communities. Absolutely. Uh, and then the, the other thing that I talked to Jeff about was, well, how do you actually grow your show? This has been a big thing, particularly in the last couple of years. Excuse me. Last couple of years, people have started to see the number of views, organic views on live video drop a little bit. It's no longer the new exciting tool that it used to be back in 2016 when Facebook Live was launched. And you know, before that was Periscope and Meerkat and, and things like that. So it's not as sexy, maybe, but it's still possible to grow your community, grow your business through live video. And although it doesn't have the same amount of reach maybe than it used to, there's so many reasons why you should adopt live video, such as repurposing, creating the content, but also getting in front of your audience as well. And anyway, let's uh, go over to, to Jeff and we'll talk about how you can grow your live show. What was your experience in terms of growing a show, growing a live video show? Everything, it's, it's all about consistency. I mean, whatever platform you're on, whatever you're doing, if you're trying to do YouTube, you're trying to do anything, it's about showing up every day. And when, and I'm sure you've told, and I've heard you say it too, uh, when you've done speaking events and things like that, it's like, when you first go and do a live, no one's going to be there. <laughs> there's just, there's, it, you're going to be talking to no one because everybody starts at zero. It just, it's just the way it is. And so it's just showing up every day and, um, I don't know if it took took a year or not, it, but it was very. I was very consistent on on showing up every time and and sharing it out. And it, it you know, um, there's. I think Chris Brogan says something about yeah. It took me you know ten years to be an overnight success. And it's just, it's the same thing you know that saying where when's the best time? The best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago or today. Um, so that's kind of I I think it's the same thing is that um, if you haven't started yet, don't be discouraged. It's you know, you're going to start with zero just like everybody else, but start and be inconsistent and continue to move forward. And um, if you're if you do that, you I believe that you will find success. I mean, uh, but most people and, and I, I want to applaud you because you said, you know, you said first you said it was seven episodes. But now oh, it was no there's nine episodes you've done of this. Well, most podcasts stop after the seventh episode. So you've already gone o over the hump. So congratulations on that. And that's part of the thing. I mean, is being consistent. I mean, is really, really important. And doing this every week, it's it's a lot of work. It's it's hard to find guests. It's hard to find topics. But showing up every week and being consistent, that's where you get growth from. And there's there's really not a shortcut to it. So agree with Jeff. It's so true. Most of us start with zero people watching. There are ways you can improve that. You can let people know marketing, market it. You know, one of the five P's that I talk about is pre-promotion. So you've got pre-promotion before you go live. And then of course, there's the post-promotion, letting people know that you've gone live and they can go back and watch the replay. That's so important. But most of us are going to start with pretty much zero. And that can be pretty soul-destroying. 
I remember with this podcast, the, the, I was getting people watching the live show, but the podcast was a very slow burner at the beginning. And I remember going to a conference, I think it was Youpreneur in, in London, and I was just really, really depressed about my podcast because I, I, I didn't know what was what good numbers were, but I wasn't getting the made up number in my head. I wasn't getting those, which is a whole other thing. But when I went to this event, I bumped into at least six people who all said, Ian, I love your podcast. Thanks so much for doing it. It's great fun. And I felt like saying to them, why didn't you tell me this like a week ago, two weeks ago? I was almost wanting to give up. And yeah, uh, I don't know what to say about that, really. It, it, you've got to be consistent. Keep keep working at it. But do have a group of people around you that are going to help you with this to be accountable. Because I tell you what, podcast listeners on the whole do not get in touch with you because it's an intimate experience. They're plugging you into their ears. And it's a private experience. And so they're not even going to necessarily reach out to you. I've had very, very few people reach out to me over the years for the podcast, far more with the live show. But I know that people are listening because the numbers are consistent. The numbers are growing. You know, it goes up and down all the time. Uh, but it, So if you're listening to the podcast, don't worry. I mean, I'd love it if you would get in touch with me, but people don't on the whole. So uh, yeah, just, just bear that in mind. Well, I want to finish um, with this, uh, this question that I asked Jeff about bringing in guests onto the show. So he was my first ever guest. Um, so let's listen to this and then we'll wrap up. Bringing in a guest, bringing in a guest right. is so much easier than doing it on your own. I, I tell you, the first eight episodes were just me on my own. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I was thinking, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I did that deliberately, but I wouldn't recommend that for people just starting out because it's it's pretty scary. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I was going to add, I was gonna add another tip that I that I did when I first got started too is when you don't have those people showing up. Um, what I, I took a tip from when I was when I was when I would do magic. You know, a lot of times a lot of magic tricks work on preceding the audience. You kind of have your own little people in there to make it look like you're really fabulous, but it's they're really plants. And so I would have plants in my live show. So I would ask three or four friends that I could mm -hmm. count on and say, can you please come to my show and can you ask this and this and this question? Because I think it would be really good for my guest or whatever. So I would kind of do plants where it would look like, but they were already set up. I already had people said, I want you to ask this question during the show. And there's mm. nothing wrong with that. That just right. helps the congregation get started. But that's another tip that you may, if you're just getting starting out, um, is that, okay, I'm going to have, I, I want to have some interaction. And so I'm going to have my mom show up or whoever, you know, <laughs> to come watch my show and ask some questions. And, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, I remember asking, I probably even asked you when I first got started. I know Mike Alton did that for me and, and Elisa did, Elisa Meredith. And so um, there's no, there's no shame in planning people in your audience. There you go. Very true. Very true. Get those plants in there. Do help. I'm not talking about the the you know the green plants. I'm talking about people in there. Get get them. Get your friends to help you. Uh, be in those communities. You know, so important because it is. It can be hard. It can be demoralizing over time. Well. That is it for this special version of the, or special episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show. It's going to be like this for probably the next six weeks. I'm going to be diving into the the, the Confident Live archives and bringing out the, the best bits or the maybe the worst bits. I don't know, but, but I'm going to have a look and see what's there. 
Uh, if there is anything that you would like me to look at, any previous episodes that you would like me to look at, then get in touch. Ian at IAG.me is my email. I'd love to hear from you. Or you can ping me on any of the socials. That'd be awesome. And I'm hoping that the next few episodes will be a little bit shorter, but it's just going to make them shorter episodes. Uh, and so there'll be more kind of bite size. That's the idea. But uh, I wanted to kind of dive into that first one today. But uh, that is it for this week. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for watching the Confident Live Marketing Show with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, see the loo. Thank you.